Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday RPG. In this case, I am running a homebrew Numenera campaign that I am calling the Fourth Emperor. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want to help support shows like this, you can do so by following the, sh the, the link in the notes below and becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive material, exclusive behind-the-scenes videos and, and discussions and access to Discord servers and all kinds of accessories for your RPGs. So if you want to help the show out, you can do so by becoming a patron and getting access to all that stuff as well. To the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you all very much for your support. I was a little bit paralyzed by trying to think about where this campaign was going to go. So I decided to do a homebrew campaign. In the last session, the characters had used some crazy technology to jump into the data sphere that surrounded a canister filled with nanites, right? And I was like, I don't even know what those nanites are and I don't know what's in the data sphere. And I, I know I have this idea that there's this very powerful entity called the fourth emperor who's trying to come back. I don't really have anything more than that. So I did a little bit of homework yesterday to try to get my hands around this campaign. Where do I think it's going? What do I think is going to happen? Maybe kind of right. And what can I do that? So I can start to lay out the seeds of what's happening in the rest of this. And I think I have some kind of cool ideas, but first let's take a look at what happened in the last sessions game. So the, the session began when they were meeting with Terrence, the Explorer. And while looking at the Nanite canister, McKenna of the Angulan Knights showed up and kind of said sinister stuff. That scene didn't play out very particularly well. It, it didn't, it, it kind of didn't work out because it was like, who is she and why is she bursting into this place? And she, she just kind of went in and said, you know, yeah, I'm watching all of you, right? And then left. And that was didn't didn't work out particularly well. But I don't know. You know, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Then they they described into the data sphere where they they showed up in a big room. There was this big pedestal, and on top of the pedestal was this floating mechanical skull. And there was a bunch of these little creatures that were actually virtual, right? Walking around trying to repair this somewhat broken data sphere. This this somewhat broken what they call a vertus, right? This broken Virtus was slowly de-resing and these things are trying to fix it. And it looked at the characters and, and said they, they look like foreign agent, like they look like rust. So we're going to attack them like they're rust, right? And they, one of them went over to try to like sample them. And they're like, I don't want to be sampled. And they attacked and then a big fight ensued. They defeated the, they defeated things. One thing that's interesting is like the battles are not fast. They're, they're slower than I thought. And it's like, there's a lot to do. And I have a lot of players of six characters, right? And we're, we're still figuring out the rules. So I was a little surprised that the battles are taking as long as they are. I, I recall from last times I played Numenera, I thought it was faster and I bet it gets faster, but there's still a fair bit going on. And that was fine. Cause I didn't have a lot prepared. So they defeated those things and they uh, started to learn about this creature this this they, they learned about this this old empire and this and the, the coming of the fourth em, the fourth empire and there was kind of a fun moment where cecilia played by sharon is a she is a creature that is from that time right or her her, her ancestry goes back to that age and something in her dna when she was looking at the skull made her begin to freak out and i said and i threw a gm intrusion at her and said you know you're starting to lose you know, like your faculties, whose arm do you grab? And she's like, I grab, she's like, probably Juniper and was it Nakia? I think it was Juniper and Nakia, right? 
And Nakia, got, she grabbed her. She went out and like broke away. And Juniper's like talking. And she's like, I really like this is, you know, it's kind of talking about sort of the background of the fourth empire and like what went on and beings that are from other worlds that are taking over. And all she's like, ow, ow. As Cecilia's like, fingers are digging into her and then inflicted damage to her. Right? And she's like, ow, 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 ow. Right. So it was really kind of a fun, a fun moment. So we kind of ended there with it. They, they're starting to see the remnants and the effects of the fourth empire in this, in the data sphere that's surrounding this canister. Right. And that's, that's, you know, where they're, where they're beginning in that chamber. And now they're kind of exploring the larger area of this, of this node. Right. This, this section of the data sphere that as far as I can tell is isolated from the rest of the data sphere. This part is not connected to the larger one. And they're only when they data described in their bodies are still behind them. They didn't fully data describe in. We're going to get into like how that, how that whole thing works. So I do want to talk about though, my larger thoughts about this campaign, where I want it to go. And so I kind of was sitting down and noodling through ideas and I looked at pictures. I, I took a bunch of pictures of cool places and thought about like what those mean. And I started to come to an outline that I, that I'm starting to dig. Right. And I sort of have like, yeah, I did the fronts of the three villains. The fourth emperor is one villain goal is to retake the throne of the world, rebuild the heralds. So uh, I said, rebuild the heralds, but I think we're going to go with heralds and have, have them begin begin preparations for its return, right? So the idea is this super powerful entity is coming back, but it wants the world prepared for its arrival. And so it does so by firing up or, or creating or bringing back in these beings called heralds. And a herald may be a construct. It may be a physical entity. It may be something in the data sphere, maybe all three. And they're powerful entities, bigger than like a normal person would be, right? That kind of prepare the world for the coming of the fourth empire. And they sort of are rulers and they're probably really hard to, you can't just go and like hit it with a hammer and destroy it. They're like really powerful things, right? Then reestablish the temples of the fourth emperor and rebuild the legions of the faithful. The faithful I'm now calling, I have a name for these guys and they're called the walkers of outside. The walk, I think, I think that's what I call them. Let's see, feral for beings, the walkers of beyond is so much better, right? The walkers of beyond are Aeon priests from the fourth empire. They are Aeon priests that serve the fourth emperor. They are scientists and they are, what are they called? What's the, the na nanos, right? You have glaive, nanos, right? They are nanos who are studying how to build the fourth emperor. The fourth emperor's goal is to control all life on the planet every down to the cellular level every molecule of a blade of grass bends its will to the fourth emperor that's what it wants total control over life other beings like it just want to devour everything all they want to devour life it doesn't want to devour it it wants control over it right i think that's kind of a neat thing and then it sort of restarts the no night factories and and fires up the Skybreakers, right? The Skybreakers are these huge towers. I have I have pictures. Want to see a picture of a Skybreaker? The Skybreakers they they look like this. I, I call them Skybreakers. Skybreaker. This is Sky Windswept is Skybreaker three. They are these towers that exist in the world. There's, there probably were many of them. Right now we're going to focus on four. Right? 
There are probably many of them. And they were essentially like massive smokestacks that poured specially engineered nanobots into the atmosphere to change the atmosphere of the planet, right? To change the bio, the entire biomass of the planet are changed by this, these things that spew and it might take hundreds of years, right? But it could cause lots of damage if they're not stopped. And I think for this campaign, we're going to have four of these things, right? Crestfall, which is Skybreaker 1, that's off off like off an ocean. Dawn's Edge, Skybreaker 2, which is probably I think Dawn's Edge is actually sitting on near there's a city near it, right? The Sword Hilt, right, which is Skybreaker 4 and windswept skybreaker too. So terraforming nanobots, right? And there are and then there's also these temples, right? Temples, these are these are temples that serve the walkers of beyond. Right? And the walkers of beyond is that what they're called? I keep changing the name. I think it's walkers of beyond. And there's the temple of Cylindar, there's the I think the temple of Crosta where did I come up with this? I just made this up, right? I just made, I just make things up. The temple of Vivraxis, right? So there's these different temples that exist where, where these, these nanos who serve the fourth emperor are beginning to coalesce and beginning to kind of restart things, right? So we have that too. The forge of worlds is where the nano, the, where the nanites are actually made and constructed. This is a factory where one of the things that the fourth emperor of its age used is they're heavy, heavy into nanotech, right? That nanotech turned out to be a really effective way, but it, it's not just like general nanotech. There's, there's specific kinds of things that it makes. There's things that can, that can build constructs that can take raw material and turn them into other things. There's uh, mind control ones, things that can get into living creatures and kind of help tune them. That's what creates like the, the walkers. And then there's sort of the atmospheric ones, the ones that can change molecules of oxygen and, and oxygen and hydrogen and carbon dioxide and turn it into like methane and other gases that change the planet's whole biosphere in order to support it. All of that is sort of engineered at the Forge of Worlds, right? And so these are all like places they could go and things they could do and sort of major arcs of the campaign. Are they going to go to all of these places? I don't know. Some people are like, wow, that's looking like a long campaign. Maybe. And maybe they only have to go to one of these. Like maybe I'm just kind of putting stuff out there. I'm trying to get myself to think like, what, where is this going? And then I've got to kind of draw this idea back and say, okay, how does it get to where like they are now? Like where are they, where are they right now? And I think I want them to kind of show, I think I want them to, to, to learn that the place where these initial canisters were found was one of the temples of the walkers. Right. And the, the, the canister. So this gets into like today's session, like what, what matters for today's session, right? We should create a new session planning template. Today is 20 Feb. So first thing we do, review the characters. We have Biko, Intuitive Jack, who rides the lightning played by Pat. I think Pat is not going to be able to make it today. So we, we don't have to worry too much about Biko. Cecilia, the graceful Jack who wields power with precision. Cecilia is a... In here, oh, we one fun thing we did, which I which I think works really well, is we said like, what's your appearance when you enter the data sphere? You can kind of decide what you look like there. She's from a race called the Col the Colrathi, which it was like an insectoid race from that from that area. She is a dancer. She has bee dances that include sort of the myths and history of the time. Explorer of Numenera, narrowly interested in finding out about the fourth world. Good because you're gonna find out a lot about the fourth. Decided it related to the fourth world. 
Desire to explore these Numenera. Compelled to do things sooner rather than later. Cool stuff. So the big, big hook with Cecilia in this place. We have Jad the Shade, a meddlesome jack who uh, exists partially out of phase. So he's kind of like shifting in and out of the world. He's 48 years old. He's best friends with Nakia's mother, who's an Aeon priest. Meddlesome Jack, born lucky. Oh, yeah, he's kind of a noble. And so he, I think, is he the noble? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Appears like uh, he like he has, you know, he appears very much like you would expect. He's kind of shifts in and out. Juniper, cheerful nano, possesses a shard of the sun. She is like the, the optimist of the group. She's always looking at everything as being really you know, interesting and great and that the world is a wonderful place. And sometimes it is. Many times it is. Nakia, the beneficent Jack who acts without consequence. He's sort of the noble that like, you know, sort of like figuring out what life is like by hanging out with the work. Sam G. 1138L is a protective glaive who fuses flesh and steel. He is a pure warrior. He's actually a construct as well. So, so that's pretty neat stuff. So the strong starts, they're, they're beginning, they're still inside the canister data sphere in the monument, in the chamber of the monument of the fourth empire, fourth emperor. I think a hologram is going to show up. Yeah, so Alakalin says, I hope they see the world under the fourth emperor inside the data sphere. I think they definitely are. They're definitely going to get hints of it. And I think there's going to be, in the future, there's going to be other data sphere things going on. And one of them is going into a version of the fourth, the world under the fourth emperor. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm imagining that a, a hologram appears. What kind of in, insect might it look like? A mantis sort of thing? And it's... Uh, speaks in a crazy language no one understands but i think somebody can attempt someone can attempt to like phase shift the language so they can understand it this would be an intellect challenge right the hologram treats them as a new recruit to serve as a walker of beyond uh, walker of beyond is that what we're calling i think we're walker of beyond in the service of the fourth emperor the goal i think it's important to reinforce their goal right why are they here capture recover a key that contains information about the canister its origin, its danger, and other info about it, right? Certain part, well, actually, now we're getting into like secrets and clues, right? Certain parts of the canister data sphere or the canister node, right? Are off limits to new recruits. The fourth, em the fourth emperor or the fourth empire was served by nanos who called themselves the walkers of beyond the walkers spent their entire lives serving as scientists and what what's the sorry, serving as scientists in the service of the fourth emperor and its 
desires to control all light. I think that's good. These secrets are, so the, I, I want to focus on all of the kinds of secrets they might pick up while they're exploring this data sphere. I think it's important that the fourth emperor is not, not from this world. It originally came from the beyond, a universe outside of existence. A universe outside of this one, right? At its, it during its reign, its million year reign, it, it existed in three worlds. Our physical world, the data sphere, and the beyond. Exists in three worlds, right? That's cool. The walkers serve the heralds. The heralds prepare the world for the coming of the emperor and serve the emperor's wishes. That's cool. Many races were modified and some were created specifically to serve the emperor and its will. Why is it called the fourth emperor? Because it ruled over the fourth age of earth. Uh, it doesn't really call itself that, right? It, it doesn't have its own sort of name. What other, what else could they learn? The fourth, there's, I'm, I'm kind of like spoiling all the secrets, but I always go with that, like I lean in on the, lean in on stuff, right? The fourth emperor is one of a number of extra planar or extra, number of extra universal creatures that typically devour life and even entire universes. The fourth emperor is different. Instead of devouring it, it chooses to bend the will of every living cell to its whim. What other kinds of information could they learn? The, the fourth emperor became fascinated with two, I can't spell fascinated, two particularly technologies. Nano, nanotech and the data sphere. It poured the, it poured millennia of research by the walkers into both of these technologies. <sighs> Temples, the heralds of the, of the fourth emperor established temples where new recruits were trained in trained to become walkers of beyond and where they served the rest of their lives researching researching technology to serve the fourth emperor pretty sure i've kind of got stuff like that so let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One more secret, what else could they learn? The acid pools are likely one, likely the ruin of one such temple known as the, what? Temple of Pharadon. That's cool. 
So scenes, the hologram, the holographic guide traveling. Oh, I want to have a scene where they run into a group of explorers who have been lost in this particular node in the data sphere for like hundreds of years. The, what are those called? The abandoned, what is it called? Like when people are like lost on islands. Yeah, they're, they're marooned. They're not castaways. Just people that got lost and forgotten, All right? Oh, I think another uh, important thing is the followers of the fourth emperor used the data sphere to transfer themselves across physical distance. The machine, the characters found deep in the ruins of Badrav are a full body vertex, vertus, so that works. Uh, so some abandoned explorers, uh, what other kinds of things will they find? So location-wise, canister, data sphere, canister of the fourth age, data sphere node, right? Oops. Yeah, and I might have, so they like after they travel this, we want to have like, where do they go next, right? And options options for where they want to go next. There's still the like recover the blade of water. That could be, but probably, I think we're going to skip. They didn't pick that one last time. I think we're going to skip that one. Travel to the ruins of the temple. What did I say it was? Feridon to rescue. So I think one of the secrets uh, to rescue, I think she left. Kimli, the first, the, 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 yeah, the first herald of the fourth emperor. She's not actually a herald. I think she is becoming a... Walker of the fourth emperor. I think the heralds are bigger. So I think, let's see, that'll be a thing. Kimli traveled to the temple of Feridon to restart. I guess she just returned to the temple of Feridon. Why and what happens, I'm not sure. But that's kind of the next, I think that's the next step. It's trampled, tra travel to the ruins of Feridon. And I think a herald arise. A true herald, one of the one of the heralds, and says, "Prepare yourselves for the fourth emperor is coming," and we'll have to kind of see where things go from there. I think. Oh, another one is like they have to go get equipment somewhere to to rebuild the vertex, the vertice, vertis they found in the ruins below. Where would they get that? I don't know. Lots of stuff going on there. So let's take a look at the canister of the fourth age itself. This is kind of what they saw when they when they traversed into the data sphere. The yeah, when they went into the data sphere of the node, they saw all these like islands floating around. And then this is sort of the connections between them. Sort of, you know, these small little chambers that have connections to this. And this larger one is sort of where the main thing goes. This area is all ruined, ruined nodes. And then I have a bunch of like locations of, of, you know, what's going on here. It might be kind of interesting that the holographic sphere, that the hologram is not of a, well, I guess I was going to make it of like a, another insect person. I think it might make it a sphere, right? Like a glowing white sphere or a glowing sort of a chrome sphere. 
And the reason why is I think that's going to be the image of the first herald that arrives as some of my scenes, holographic guide, a chrome sphere about 10 inches in diameter. All right. So that's cool. They can traverse these things. And did I, ah, so I didn't have like, what kind of, didn't, didn't I list creatures? I'm surprised I didn't list like what kind of creatures they'd find here, right? So let's go into our voices of the data sphere book because we can use creatures directly from here. An abstract. So abstracts are like glitching creatures. So those are pretty cool. And that is on page 123. I like that already. Uh, frame creepers. Yeah, that's too weird. Frame breakers. Ooh, level seven, really tough. No, too tough for this place. A genius Virtus. Seems like a bit much. What are these guys? In engines. They hunger for data. So these could be engines are kind of cool. These are on page 127. They're like bugs that eat. There's a lot of Tron going on in this, which is pretty cool. Masterins, data ghosts. That's kind of cool. Masterins, 128. I like that. I kind of like the idea that like it, it, this thing could build itself and maybe it like chases them and they escape. And then they drop into the real and it builds itself in the real. It comes through with them. That might be cool. A mercurial, ancient ghost. The mercurial could be the, could be like the hologram of the, it could be, what did I say? I went and looked and I forgot. It could be the data sphere representation of a walker, right? That might be kind of cool. In the truly primordial layers of the data sphere constructed by the earliest of prior worlds, the architecture is decayed, fractured. The nectom wave. That might be good for later. Null strider. Creature that walks between. Oof, look at that. Nine. Level nine. The null strider might be what the fourth emperor is like inside the data sphere. That might be pretty cool. The pestilence. Secured in ancient layers. Protocol worms. Kind of like that. 133. Strovid. That's pretty great. Then we have like other creatures that are, that exist in both, both worlds. Ooh, look at that guy. Oragulan soldiers. Ooh, sick. Level six. These guys are tough. Level six, right? Level six is tough. I think it's possible that Oragulan soldiers are sort of foot soldiers of the fourth emperor and like other creatures they kind of exist across worlds 138 i don't remember them being that tough i remember seeing these guys i don't remember them being that tough in um numenera itself if we look at discovery we're going to save ourselves some time and not look at all the bestiaries let's look at creatures let's see if there's any creatures that Normal creatures. I love the Calarail. I use the Calarail. Yeah, Eberron game is great. That thing's tough. Look at it. It's like King Kong that eats ciphers. Great monster. Dark Fathoms. Disassemblers. 
Well, a disassembler might be a something they'd find. That's from Discovery, page one two thirty three. Dread destroyers. Everybody loves the dread destroyer. I like this one, the one that has like humanoid heads, but it's like a giant fish thing. That was pretty nasty. I've read that before. Murdens, Nevigen, two creatures in one. Never been right. Yeah. Yeah, see, they're Regulan soldier is what I was thinking of. It's surprising that they're that they're so high. Like four is a much more reasonable level, 138, than the one that was listed in. I think we're good. I got, I got a bunch of nice creatures. I got a bunch of nice, lo these are locations, right? Creatures, all good stuff. So what have I got? Do I have enough to run a game? Let's see, we can take the old one, but old session notes. I got my start, I got some scenes. Oh, I was gonna do the explorers, right? They have some like NPCs. Zev, these are really cool. Zev are pretty awesome. Bandits, we're gonna use the bandit stat block, right? For these explorers, abandoned explorers. I kind of like the idea that they just start off by immediately like throwing spears at the characters, right? When it turns out like they've been stuck here forever and they're kind of half mad. So they explore the node of the canister, recover the key, the data key of the canister, return to Bodrov. And the next steps, right? And the next steps are travel to the ancient ruins of the Temple of Faradon to rescue, what was her name? K something. Oh, I suck. To rescue Kimli. And I might come up with some other ideas about where they go from now, but I think that this is going to, I think this is going to be a fine, uh, a fine session, like on its own. I think, I, I think, I think that's a step, but I, I kind of like the idea. So I think what happens is that Kimli has gone to the temple of Faradon and she fires it up and awakens the temple, which then sends out a signal and that calls to the first herald and sort of sends a pulse out in all directions, including out into deep space to say, we're ready. We're ready for the, the fourth emperor's coming. I think that that would be pretty great. So I've got some next steps. I've got a pile of secrets and clues for them to learn. I've got some cool locations. I'm going to make up most of the NPCs today. And I can always just click into it. Monsters, I just made my list of monsters, so I don't need that. Because that's going to be location-based. So I can delete that. Treasure, we, I, like rolling, I like rolling treasure randomly. It's really fun to do. But I think it's probably time for me to drop some treasure into the... Uh, treasure that the characters themselves might like, like time to find some permanent stuff. So I think that, you know, am I drawing the connection between that big ass large campaign that I was describing and the the things that they're doing today? I think so. Like, I think this, they're feeding into the secrets and clues, right? And and I don't have to expose everything, but I think it is a, I think it's a good start. So I think I feel, I think I feel ready to go. I think I'm I'm pretty excited. And I think that's where we will call today's show. So I want to thank everybody, as always, for hanging out with me while I prep my game. It is always a wonderful pleasure uh, to do this and to, to, to kind of share my, 
share my 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 whole process here. If you enjoyed this show, you can help me out by subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter, supporting me directly on Patreon, picking up any of my books, or subscribing to my videos on YouTube. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great week, and I'll see you guys next weekend. Take care and get out there and play an RPG. Thank you guys very much.